He's a fine man, and it's good to celebrate the work he did. But that's not who Martin Luther was. And I suspect that there are others out here who may have made that same mistake. So, Martin Luther was a German pastor, a monk, a scholar, a Roman Catholic priest who lived in the 16th century, almost as old as I am. In Luther's day, the church had gotten corrupt with power. They had forgotten the gospel. As I said, Luther was a pastor, a scholar, a teacher, and as he studied, he rediscovered the beauty, beauty and the grace of what Paul taught in our second lesson for today. Luther believed that these words from Paul's letter to the Roman church of the first century contained the truth of the gospel the kernel of what we believe. So listen again. This is slightly different than our second lesson that we had this morning, but listen to the whole thing. For no human being is justified in God's sight by deeds prescribed by the law. You can't do it yourself. For through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now, apart from the law, Paul says, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, he says, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, they are now justified by grace as a gift through the, through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, simply put, we cannot do anything to save ourselves. Because whenever we try, we fail. Our pride, our ego, the sin, the evil of the world, the trouble around us, all of those things get in the way. And it is only through God's grace that we can be brought to God. That's the truth that Jesus is talking about in our gospel lesson for this morning. We've been made free when we belong to Jesus. And we belong to Jesus because of because God loves us no matter what. Now, God is pleased if we do good deeds. God likes that. God loves it when we love God and love our neighbor. God is very happy when we keep the law of love. But the truth of the gospel is that none of those things is enough to save us. Only our relationship with Jesus, only grace can do that. Only trust in God, only faith can do that. So now I'm going to move from this pulpit. I'm going to come down. I have to talk loud enough so everybody can hear. So I'm not yelling. We're going to have a little word. First of all, I'm going to share another. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. This is a, a paraphrase of the Bible. It's called The Message, written by Eugene Peterson. He paraphrases things in more familiar English. And this is that same lesson that we read from St. Paul. This makes it clear, doesn't it, that whatever is written in these scriptures is not what God says about others, but about us, to whom these scriptures were addressed in the first place. And it's clear enough, isn't it, that we were sinners, every one of us, in the same sinking boat with everybody else. Our involvement with God's revelation doesn't put us right with God. 
What it does is force us to face our complicity in everyone else's sin. But in our time, something new has been added. What Moses and the prophets witnessed to all those years ago, God setting things right that we read about has become Jesus setting things right for us. And not only for us, but for everyone who believes in him. There's no difference between us and them in this. Since we have we complied this long and sorry record of sin, both us and them, and prove that we are utterly incapable of living in the glorious life God's God did this for us out of sheer generosity. He put us right in, in right standing with him, a pure gift. He goes out of his way to take the messes we're in and restores us where he always wanted us to be. And he did that gift by means of Jesus. Just another way of saying that God does it for us. We can't do it ourselves. So I'm just a little bit of this. Um, you are hurting your baptism today. You know that. You say yes to that statement that everybody made you do when you couldn't say anything about it. Like you was crying plus. Now you're saying yes. That's a good thing. I wish that I could have gotten to know you then. Um, you're just a great group, even in the few times we've been here. But I also kind of feel like you've been cheating. Well, it's basically all the cheating that with this COVID stuff. And, and, but maybe you more and all, because it's your adolescence that you've lost. A year and a half, maybe two years of school's a mess. You couldn't do confirmation classes, oh, shucks. <laughs> and, and what you did, you know, your, your interim pastor did what he could in the way he could. Try to make it work, but it's inaccurate. It soon doesn't work. So you, you were cheating, and that's too bad. But I think you still have a chance. Because this isn't the end to it. This isn't the end to it. This is just the beginning. It's, it's your, your time as you're confirming your faith. We have these other things that you can be involved in. It's not an end. You're saying yes, except that you didn't say what happened. Maybe you're responsible for now for what's going on. And always remember that you're not in this world, even when you're up there by yourself. When you're someplace in paradise, you're not alone. So, what's next? What can you do? Well, you can come to church. You can come to worship. Yeah, I know, it's not the kind of music. It's not the kind of things you like to do. It's free, I'm going to But it's not, it's not a video. But, let me assure you that when you are here as an adolescent, this congregation is blessed. They are very happy to see you. And that's a good thing. And the congregation itself is nurtured by your presence. 